Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of this podcast called Things I Don't Tell My Therapist, a safe space for me and for you to have a conversation for any other topic that we cannot share to our therapist. And yes, my therapist is still no showing anytime soon in my life since she goes to me but yes we're doing great here <laughs> vibing you know but yes hello how are you i hope you're doing good because you deserve good things and i hope you're being loved from the person that you love and I hope that you're healthy why not <laughs> you know any other person is gonna tell you to be healthy I mean that they hope that you're healthy but me because I'm nervous because today's topic today's conversation is gonna be tough it's gonna be emotional So prepare yourself and I'm sorry if you can relate and I advise or I recommend to have discretion because this is not typical on this podcast channel, you know, but today we're going to talk about because I wanted to be civilized to bring this topic here and put it on the table up for discussion kids it's a topic that i have been um you know talking about just superficial like i have just mentioned it twice or a couple times in these three seasons and i have never done an episode just talking about this just open open myself to you guys because this is a really important um thing for me my podcast is i mean i created this podcast to you know to create a safe space where i can rely on And where I can talk about all the things that I'm feeling and not being judged. And talk about it like being as transparent as I can. So, welcome. Grab, I don't know, a tea or maybe a nice coffee, whichever you prefer. Because today we're talking about depression and how it can affect our life and everything in general, okay? So if you're sensitive to this kind of conversation, please just, you know, we recommend discretion and 
whenever you're feeling uncomfortable, I mean, try to, I'm going to try to, um, you know, censor myself a little bit. But if you, in case you feel uncomfortable, please just stop this podcast and, you know, feel free to not come back till next, the next episode. Because I know that it's a sensible, a sensible topic to some, including me. So I respect that. So without further ado, let's talk about depression. So when I first met, when I first, you know, realized what depression was, I was around probably 10 years, 11 years old. I don't know, kind of. It was back in 2010, 2011, where, you know, it's it's a long story, but I'm just going to try to minimize it a little bit so it's going to be easy because I don't want to record a podcast, uh, an episode that it's like 40 minutes. So let's get into it. So in 2010, as I mentioned before, my dad is, it was from the army, so he was a really tough character. Um. So he basically, he used to, when we were kids with my brother, he used to beat us, um, leaving us with bruises and stuff and a lot of mental disorders. Um, I mean, I became a depression, you know, a, dep- like a depressed person. My brother, on the other hand, has a lot of other other issues, but yes. Um, so in 2010, my mom stopped working. Like she has to shift two different jobs because, I mean, it wasn't enough. She was a teacher, so if you're from El Salvador, you know that the teacher doesn't earn a lot. So just imagine that in 2010. So she stopped working because my grandma was getting sicker. So she stopped working and she started to pay more attention to us. I mean, she never really stopped paying attention to us. But when I'm telling you that she paid more attention into detail to us, to my brother and I, I'm telling you that it was too too much attention. But I'm glad that she did. And then she found out that we have bruises all over in our glutes. Because my father used to, I mean, typical Hispanic father, he used his belt to punish us. So, yeah, it was too hard and, you know, he left a really bad bruise in both of us. Because one thing that my father has, if I did something wrong, I'm gonna get punished, but my brother too. So, I mean, doesn't mind that. So my mom confronted him and told him that she doesn't want it to, for him to repeat this behavior that he she wants 
she wanted him to stop, which he didn't quite understand, I guess. So, this was probably June. Yeah, because it was the rainy season back here in Salvador. For those who don't know, we only have two seasons in El Salvador. Like, dry season when it's sun. And raining season, which is, it's spent the whole day raining. Or every night it's going to rain and, you know, it's going to stop in the afternoon, like in the morning. And then it's going to start again in the evening. You know, it's a cycle. We only have two seasons. Get over it. So I remember it was June, I guess. And my brother, he was hiding his like grades note from school because he had like a six in something. Six is like an F for those who doesn't know. Or it's like a D minus, something like that. It's like, you know, it's not bad, but it's it's like average, like below average. So my father found out and he Basically, my my brother used to love to play soccer. I mean, he still do. Um, but he has this like the shoes that they use. Um, so my father couldn't and a half, and he kicked out my brother from the house, and before it bit him, obviously, and my mom had enough. And she called the police, and my father went to jail for, I mean, three days. And, you know, it was bad, just, it, it, it was really bad. So after that, they spent, like, almost a year, and they get back together. And that affected me in a way, because after that, I really realized that I was really unhappy. And I was really unhappy with everything in my life, basically, because I was unhappy with the person who was looking back at me at the mirror i was unhappy with the parents that i had i wasn't happy with my life and uh and that's and then you add like being bullied at school and yours my sexual awakening where i feel you know bad and i try to repress as much as i can till i was like probably 17 when i finished high school so it was a lot going on in my little teenage head. So in 2000, oh, I was 14 years old. That was four years after that whole thing. Could it happen again in 2012? But I'm not going to tell about because it was basically the same. But it, this time it was with me. And I, that's the first time that I suffered from a panic, panic attack. So... Yes, I feel like my chest was leaving my, like, my, my heart was leaving my chest. And I feel just, I don't know, I don't know how to feel. I just know that since then, uh, I, I mean, I already know that I have, like, anxiety. I started to know there were anxiety, depression, and anxiety. Those together are not a good combination, just to let you know. Um, so after that, it 
2014, I was getting so so much bully for the older, you know, boys at the school. For the ninth nine graders, I was in the eighth grade. So yeah. Um. I mean, it was basically they were bullying me because of my the way that I walk, the way that I talk. I used to love to talk in public. I used to love to to say poems, you know, in front of everybody. Participate in contests. Um, and I even won second second place in one contest. I remember. Um, so I was getting tired of all of that. And then we were having problems in home too. So I tried to own a life myself. I was, it was just so bad. And in a still removing feelings, like moving feelings inside me, whenever I'm talking to it, to talk about it. And I don't know. Um, so. I didn't make it, obviously. I mean, I didn't, like, I got over it because they took me to the hospital and stuff. Um, so after that, I was going to the psychiatrist and then to the psychologist. I mean, I have a really rough life. I don't want to victimize myself. I don't like that because, I mean, whatever happened, it makes me be the person who I am be right now. So, yes, 2015 was the best year of my life. I didn't have anybody to bully me because whenever you are going to high school, um, you have to go in the morning, and I I was in the in the afternoon shift, so I never seen my bullies before. Like after that, and then um, yeah, I mean in twenty sixteen I started high school. I was seeing the person who who were bullying me. If you're around there, I just hope that you like right now. You know that that's something that you did wrong. And I forgive you if you ever, like, if you ever found out that I, I created this podcast. Um, so, um, yeah, but they didn't bully me back in high school. I mean, not like, not as much as they were doing it when I was in eighth grade. So that's, that was good, I guess. So, but I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, with a lot of, depression I'm not want to say that I was not always happy but I was I was just leaving because I I had to you know I was not enjoying the experience and obviously I feel depression because I didn't accept myself as I accept myself right now that's that's that played a huge part um all of this situation. Um, but after that, um, I started the university. The university was quite good. Um, 
then it was 20 i mean i i spent my i don't know i mean i guess right now um a little bit more mature and i look back and when i was 15 even 14 i was buying so i guess part of the depression comes like it was like uh how do you say that like whenever you want to destroy yourself i like a copy mechanism can we say that probably is it right probably not but like a copy me mechanism was the party since the john age so yeah um I was going to parties with my friends. Uh, we were going to clubs. I was always looking older, so I didn't like. They didn't. They never asked for my ID. So yeah, I mean, and back in El Salvador, if you pay, that's it's enough for you. Like if you're on under age, they will let you. They will let you in. So I mean, it's not quite difficult. Um. Or if you knew, uh, if you know anybody, you know, like any connection, that, I mean, you're going to get alcohol. So I never drug myself. So that's, that's a good stuff. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that alcohol is better than drugs, but you know. So then back in 2021, I was going through so much trouble, I remember. And I started to taking my dad's sleeping pills. Because I I mean I I didn't quite want it to be in this reality because I was suffering a lot. So I started taking his pills. He never noticed it because he didn't like to take them. When I'm taking, when I'm telling you that I was taking his pills, it was not like melatonin and that stuff. It was like psychiatrist level medication. So I was feeling unhappy. Classes were online, so I didn't need to go to anywhere else. I stopped eating. When I'm telling you that I'm stopped eating, is that. I spend my days inside my room and I didn't get up. Like I could spend my day, the whole day in my bed and I wouldn't feel any, like, you know, desire to eat. I remember I was, I had this, um, the thing that you use for, um, to measure your weight, you know. Um, so I was doing that, and I was looking at the at the numbers, and every single day it was like, I'm not lying, it was like five pounds less, five pound less. I usually weigh around one eighty pounds, and I remember I almost got to weighs like 150 pounds or less and i was really proud about it and i remember my dad was alive yet 
So he basically was trying to feed me whenever he can. In the evenings, in the night, at night, he was like, oh, I brought you this because I I noticed that you did, like, you're not eating. And I, whatever he gave me, I probably just ate like half of it because I really wanted, like, I didn't want it. I, I didn't want him to feel bad for me because I really need, like, I couldn't talk to him because I was afraid for him to not accept me as I am, as I was, you know? And all the problem was focusing on the way that I was, like, the way that I I was and I am right now, you know, you know what I mean? It was like a lot of problem. So there was this time when I saw something. I saw something online and that really hit me. And I was like, fuck it, you know, I don't want to be around here anymore. I'm ready. Like, I don't mind. I wasn't measuring the damage that um, I was creating around the person who loved me. So I remember I just took, I'm going to tell you how many. It was just a bunch of these things that my father used to take, but he didn't like to. And I just went to sleep. And I just said to my best friend at the time, uh, like, goodbye, thank you for everything, like, blah, blah, blah. And then she told my brother, and my brother, I don't know where, where he was, but he traveled the way back to my house, and he, they, I guess he told my dad, and both took me to the hospital, and... I just remember being like wearing the mask and being with an IV and just, you know. And then the next day, my mom told me that she, she bought a ticket, uh, airplane ticket, so she could be with me. And I don't want to say funny thing, but Ironically, my grandma was here in the States. Um, for those who doesn't know, who don't know, um, I was pretty close with my my grandma. I used to take care of her when I was a child. Like, not a child, but, you know, when I was a kid, like, eight years, something like that. Yes, I was a child. Right, well. So, the first day that she was here, that she was back in El Salvador. Um, my older sister called her and told her, oh, mom, Mama Mena died. And I cannot explain to you how I felt in that moment because I was dealing with the heartbreaking stuff and now my grandma was not here anymore. And I used to FaceTime her. So I remember like a couple days before that, I was 
you know, talking to her through FaceTime. She was in a, in a, at an assisting living. So the caregiver used to grab the iPad and just pointing at her. And I was talking to her. I mean, she probably didn't recognize me anymore, but I was telling her, like, Mama Mena, I love you, you know? And then she was like, Papa, when you gonna come? And I, and I, like, like, non American listeners to this podcast will understand how frustrating that was for me. Because at the time, I didn't have a green card. I didn't have a, like, a tourist visa to come and visit my grandma. I mean, and she was telling me, like, where are you gonna come? So, that news was so shocking. So, my mom, I mean, she she basically, she basically was supposed to stay in El Salvador like a month. And that didn't happen because she needed to go back to LA to come back to LA. So it was just a week that she stayed over there. And she put me back in therapy. I met my therapist. He he was awesome. He he is like I, I can tell you, he is the best therapist that I have ever had in my life. He basically saved my life. Um, so I was back there in El Salvador alone because. The thing that I did, I tried to own a life myself. That was like old news. My father was doing his thing. My brother was in his work. So I remember the last week of April. I remember this so well because it started on Monday. Because the month and on a Friday. So April 2021, last week. Of April 2021 um, I like the week before I was still in depression like no going out my room just whenever I had therapy you know so the last week on April 2021 on Monday that Monday I started to go out of my room because I decided like I don't want to live like this anymore I can I can't not help how I'm feeling, but I can do something about it. I'm not gonna be stuck in here. I don't wanna die here, you know? I changed my mindset. So I started to go into to the gym, to eating well, to go for a run every morning. You know, and to study, because I forgot about my like I forgot that I was in the university, you know? Um but then, first day of May 2021, I wake up, I get up early, because I couldn't sleep more. I want you to picture that my house, the second floor, where we, like, the bedrooms are, 
the last one was mine and the following room is my father's and like my parents room so whenever i wanted to go downstairs i need to go through like not go through but use the hallway to go to the to the stairs i get out of my room i go through like i walk by my father's room and i see him face down the floor no moving not breathing when i'm telling you that i got hotter and louder louder than any other time in my life i'm telling you it's true my father was right there the person who i told good night the la last the, the night before it was laying on on the ground like on the floor it's starting to get purple and i cannot tell you how i felt in that moment because it, it that moment it really didn't matter if i was if i know you know like to assist a person it didn't matter if i was a med student i was just a little kid who's watching his father laying on the ground laying on the floor getting purple and in that moment i just run i remember that we were not talking with my brother like to each other because he has a pretty different character than i do so we always like fighting arguing and stuff i just run downstairs because he was like sleeping downstairs i knock at the door of his room and i tell him i think my father is not around us anymore and then he go upstairs he touch it because i couldn't touch it i mean i don't it, like he told me he asked me like did you check his balls and i'm like no i just came here i don't know what to do i don't know what to do like i was purely in shock so after that it was so rough because my mom i mean it was just a month apart from like since my mom was in El Salvador, you know? So it was a shocking, like, I can see my father, he was 67. He doesn't, he didn't look 67 at the time. And I can tell you, I mean, I know that everybody else can say like, or I cannot imagine my, like a word with my, without my dad. When I can tell, like, what I can tell you right now, Personally, I I couldn't imagine a world without my dad. Not because he was the most like 
heartwarming person, not because he he was kind, not because because I never picture my father's death, you know, because he was. I mean, he, obviously he has a, he has some health issues, but it was different. Like with my grandma, I saw her like he has like the stroke. Then the diabetes, like she lost her her leg because of the diabetes. Um, she also got Alzheimer's and what's the other one? I mean, she has another like mental issue. So it's so different when you see the person like going worse and worse. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not going to be like that you're not going to be like crying out loud when they're like when they pass away. But I think that it's going to prepare you mentally that whenever you see like somebody who's you know healthy like you know allegedly healthy then all of a sudden it's different because like it doesn't give you time to process altogether too your math is not mapping you know so the months after that, my mom stayed in a suburb for at least like six months almost. She almost lost her green card because when she was coming back, she was stopped in the airport in LAX because she was staying like too long in El Salvador, you know? And as a resident, like a US residents, you can only stay out of the States um, for six months. You know, so I was not only dealing with the heartbreaking situation, I was not only dealing with my grandma passing away, now I'm dealing with my dad passing away. I was living three things at once, you know, it's, it's not giving me time to process everything like, like. It was just too many events in my life. And then, um, in August, I remember, we were talking about all the visa situation with my mom and stuff. And right at midday, in the, in, at noon, um, I received a, an email from the embassy, from the U.S. embassy, that I was ready. That I was like my interview is like ready and that I need to prepare myself and that I need taxes and you know my mom's taxes and a lot of stuff and I was like okay can, can it like can the world please give me a second to breathe because I'm not I can you know and then in October I was finally ready like my passport was already with the visa with with the resident visa and i was you know and then in november i rebound with my with my boyfriend with my now, now boyfriend you know and um you know and then all the all of the sudden i need to travel and then last year it was the toughest like i mean i cannot tell you that 2021 was 
cool at 2021 you know 2021 it's like i wanted to to delete that that year from my existence forever and ever like i don't even want to know what happened on 2021 not the good thing not the bad thing i don't want to i i don't want anything to deal i i don't want to i don't want any relationship to 2021 you know i'm just gonna skip that that year of my life and that's all i'm gonna do and then 2022 last year I, it was tough because you know first of all i was coming to the u.s i was living my life um my I mean, I was not living my life, but I was living the life that I knew at the time. Back in El Salvador, I didn't have, need to work. I didn't need to deal with, you know, a lot of stuff that I, like, you know, that I'm not gonna even mention. That gave that gave me so much depression, so much anxiety. Like I remember, I was telling my my therapist, when she didn't ghost me, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> I was telling her that I feel like a bird, like a little bird that it's on the nest. And then all of a sudden, I was thrown out of the nest and I need to fly or die. You know? Either you're going to stand your wings and you're going to fly in the air. Or you're going to be, you know? face down in the permanent and underground so which i did i opened my wings i didn't have any like any other options but i was severely depressed like i can tell you i can tell you 2022 i was most the like all of the year i spent my day like my year depressed why i didn't have a boyfriend i don't have him right now like close to me like right next to me but i guess i'm i learned how to deal with it so i wasn't in the university anymore i didn't even like at the moment at that moment at 2022 i didn't even have my high school diploma accredited here i was nothing you know and that makes me angry Ang angry sorry angry i mean right now it, it doesn't make me feel anything but at the time i i felt angry because i i i knew how much capacity i had i knew i like i i i can tell you right now i know what i'm capable of doing and i'm not doing it yet but it's gonna happen but it's so different the mentality that I have right now to the one that I had last year. It's like two different person. Last year, Rodrigo's, Rodrigo's last year, whatever, I don't mind. Right now, I'm inspired. So grammar can go be thrown out the window. So last year, my version of me it was so different to the person who I am right now. Why? Because I was really depressed. I was just seeing dark. I was looking at the United States as the worst thing that ever happened to me, even though I really 
like I dreamed dream about living here since I was like what like three years old like four years old since I remember I wanted to be here and now I'm looking at this beautiful country that's it's giving me a lot of opportunities to even grow to even you know to have I mean I don't know you know to have whatever I want I'm looking at this country like that why why I was so negative and I can tell you so I just realized that I record like I don't know probably like three minutes of me talking about all this stuff and um my microphone just died like a couple minutes ago so it didn't save because oh my god I'm so angry right now because it was really like really good shit like you know so let's go back to whatever i left off so you know i'm so sorry so so sorry i cannot really tell you why i was being so negative but what can i tell you is that rodrigo that 2021 that was living on 2021 was not seeing the whole picture instead it was just seeing the bad thing that it was happening to him like you know I left my life as I know it. Um, I don't know. I left my boyfriend. I was being tolerated by him because if you ever listen to Taylor Swift's song Tolerated, you're going to realize that that song is described by me. Of, I mean, not me entirely, but my 2021 Rodrigo's version, you know? Um, so... Yeah, I mean, a lot of bad things was happening in my life. I did, I, I didn't, ha I like you know, I have to face adulting, which I didn't appreciate it. To be honest, and I'm not appreciating it at all, at all. The only thing that I appreciate is that I earn my mo own money and I can buy whatever I want, and I can do whatever I want, and I don't even need to ask per for permission. But um, at the same time, I don't like working. But I need to. It's a necessity. Because if not, I'm not going to have to pay rent. I'm not going to have to pay my car loan. And, you know. And right now, uh, I mean, I already said I applied for the UC, Cal State, um, Mons St. Mary's. I don't even know if that, like, if that's if for boys and girls. But anyway, anyway, anywho. Um... Yes, I mean, I was I was going through some shit last year. I overcome because, you know, I always can. And whenever I, like, I needed therapy, I looked for it. There, there was, like, this free program because I know that it's really expensive in the States. And I cannot afford it. I cannot afford therapy. Let's talk about... Like, one of these days, I'm going to talk about why it's so expensive, therapy, when it's, it's, it is it should be, like, covered by our insurance, you know? Because health is all not only, like, your physical health, it's your mental health and your, like, money health, like, your wealth, wealth health. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Right now, it doesn't matter because I was really inspired and my microphone decided just to die. But anywho, 
Um, yes, life is difficult. Life is is a bitch, to be honest. And that doesn't mean that you need to own a life yourself just because you feel like, oh, you're gonna like everything is gonna be good. Like you know, you're gonna create a lot of pain to the people around you, the people who generally, generally love you. They're gonna suffer, and you won't be here to make them feel okay, to make them feel good. You're not gonna be around anymore, and. I don't know. Just whenever you feel like you need somebody, like anybody, I'm not gonna judge you. You can talk to me whenever you want. My social media, it's on my image of the podcast. So if you don't feel like you can talk to your friends because you're, you know, like they're gonna judge you. You can text me. I mean, not text me, but you can DM me. And you're not alone. Anybody in this life should ever feel alone. Because we're not. We, like, there's a lot of people in the world. And for you to feel like you're alone, that's not fair to you. You know? So, I just want to end this episode saying... Mental health really matters. Depression, anxiety, they're not, they're not like trends, you know? Because I don't want to, you know, give this stage to make them visible, um, to make a, like a trend, because it's, it's not. And it's also not an excuse. Your anxiety, yes, it could be stopping you from doing some stuff. But you cannot blame your anxiety at all. Or for everything that you do. For everything that you say. You need to learn that there's balance. And where, whenever you find it, you're going to be so powerful. Because if anxiety and depression... They are your weakness. They're going to be your strength. And that, my friend, my stranger, that is going to be so powerful that you cannot even imagine. Take care of yourself and put you as a priority. Do not prioritize anybody else. I'm not telling you, do not prioritize your mom. Do not prioritize your partner. But also, don't forget that you are also your priority. And your mental health, it's important. Please do not forget it. Because you really matter in this world. You really make a difference. So please, you're not alone. You can always talk to somebody. Always. We'll figure things out. Wait. Do not take any decision that you will regret in the morning, you know? Take care, stranger. And put yourself first. And put your mental health first. Thank you for listening. 
and thank you for sticking this whole time thank you